on encounter man pastor d and i were going back and forth you know we're talking about prayer here and at the end of the day it's our direct line to god we've been thinking about okay god what do you want to call this series and we were coming up with some different series names one of them that i came up with was face plant because at the end of the day we couldn't figure it out and uh, we talked about rock bottom we talked about face to face and at the end of the day we had to take it back take it back and have that direct conversation with god and be like all right god besides the cool names and whatever it is what do you want to call this and it was very clear to pastor d and i encounter that's what it is cuz god wants to encounter us so when your story meets god's story to further equip us this year we got to have that encounter with jesus cuz when we take on the heart of god when we take on and have that encounter with jesus we can definitely do things for god we won't be consumed by the duty and the task but we'll be flowing through the presence of god so here we go get your pens ready get your notebooks out here we go here's pastor d what happens when heaven meets earth when the eternal collides with our everyday lives when an all-powerful and living God comes face to face with our circumstances when God shows up the impossible will happen our hearts and situations will be completely changed through his encounter hey next level church so good to be with you today we're starting a brand new series called encounter when god's story meets your story And a lot of times when we think about encounter we're thinking about somebody having an experience with Jesus and feeling his love and having a life transformed. We will definitely talk about that. But there are also other types of encounters where we may be already walking with God, but we feel like there's limitation in our lives. We feel like what we have is not enough or what we have is not valuable. But if we would bring those moments and those situations where we feel a lack if we would allow god to encounter us in our limitations if we would let god meet us at our point of emptiness god can do miracles today i want to present to you that when we bring our lack when we bring our limitation this is all i got that god is able to take that little that you got and he's able to exponentially he's able to do a miracle through that small thing that you feel so insignificant why do we need an encounter god wants to meet with you every day god has fresh revelation for you i believe through this encounter series god is going to meet you he's going to unlock something in your life to take you to the next level we got to have a fresh encounter with jesus not encounters that we based on from 2 years ago but fresh 
flows that'll take you deeper into his love and help you grow in confidence in him and be equipped for the year ahead. Let's start off with 2 Kings chapter 4 verses 1 to 6. The wife of a man from the groups of prophets said to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. Dead. Have you ever had something die? Have you ever had a vision die? Have you ever had a dream die? Have you ever had a hope die? Passion die? Relationship die? You know he honored the Lord, but now the man he owes money to is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha answered, How can I help you? Tell me. What do you have in your house? Let me ask you today. What do you have in your house? This is the most important question you'll ever ask yourself. What do I have in my house? Because God never uses something outside of you. God always uses something that's already inside of you. Check this. You don't need what I have. You just need to see what God has given you. The woman said, nothing at all. Except... A small jar of oil. Nothing at all. That was her perspective of what she had. And then she says, except. That, that's not nothing. Then Elisha said, go and get empty jars from all your neighbors. Don't ask for just a few. Then go into your house and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars and set the full ones aside. So she left Elisha and shut the door behind her and her sons. As they brought the jars to her, she poured out the oil. When the jars were all full, she said to her son, Bring me another jar. But he said, There are no more jars. Then the oil stopped flowing. Let's pray. Father, I pray that God, that as we study your word, that your word comes alive. Let it transform us. And today, God, let us have a fresh encounter with you that our not enough will be turned into more than enough. Lord, the things that are in our lives that we feel like is nothing, except maybe a little thing over here that we have for you, Lord. That God, that you're willing to take that little except and do a miracle in our lives. So Father, we surrender to you. There may be disappointment. There may be limitation. And we might feel like we have nothing. But Lord, you have given us something. And that except, like the woman said, except I got that little bit of olive oil. That except, Lord, help us to identify it in our lives. Lord, you're willing to take our little capacity and able to do a miracle. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Reveal Jesus to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. She's a widow. Her husband died. He would have supplied all her needs. He would have protected her. They would have been a family. But he died. And all of a sudden, she has a need she didn't have before. She went to the man of God, Prophet Elisha. When you are in trouble, you need to know where you're going. You need to know where you're running to. Where you run during your difficult times reveals a lot about who you are. Who you run to or what you run to exposes what kind of person you are. It shows a lot about who you trust, where your faith is. When times get rough, that's when our true colors come out. You can be a member of Next Level Church and doing great things, but when stuff hits the fan, where do you run? Who do you run to? This widow, she ran to the man of God, Elisha, and told him she needs help to pay her husband's creditors. 
Elisha tells her to go get a bunch of jars. In order to help your situation, go get some empty jars. Collect empty jars. What? How does that make sense? He didn't tell her to get jars that were full, but jars that were empty. Usually when you go to your leaders or your pastors, you usually go and you ask for something, right? When you go to God, it's always usually to ask for something. God, I need you to do this. God, I need you to do that. A man prayed asking God to give him patience quickly. God gave him a wife. God gave him kids. And husbands for the ladies. It's amazing how much you grow in patience when you get married. Then when you have kids, your patience goes to the next level. Oh, by the way, happy Valentine's Day. I wonder how many real couples are fighting today. There are some couples that fight only on special occasions. Is your relationship in trouble? Run to God. God never gives us the finished product. He gives you the ingredients you need in order to get the finished product. God will never bake you a cake, but he will give you the ingredients. It's up to you to learn to, 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 to learn the skills to bake, get equipped to get the finished product. God is not going to do it for you. In order to meet the widow's need, God doesn't give her a commodity. God doesn't give her currency. He gives her capacity. He says, in order to meet your need, you don't need a lifeline. What you need is for me to give you a revelation of capacity. So go get a bunch of jars. Go collect capacity. Go collect space. In my wife's phone, iPhone, is full of pictures of, and videos of kids and dogs. And she'll fill it up with all of that. And once the phone is full, she'll give it to me to clear it. So, we, so I download it to my... Uh, computer and then give her a phone with lots of space to continue recording and taking photos of dogs and kids so she can continue capturing the moments an empty phone is capacity waiting to be filled up but it really depends on your perspective an empty jar when you look at it is empty but you can switch your perspective to see it as capacity the empty places in your life, the places of loss, the places of loneliness, of trouble, of pain, maybe the places of emptiness is not just emptiness, but places of emptiness is capacity. Maybe God is stretching you to create capacity in you. Maybe God is setting you up. Maybe God had to do some clearing up of your life to create space for the miracles he's about to provide for you. Check this. Where there's great opposition, this great opportunity. The opposition is emptiness. The opposition is capacity. The opposition is space. The opposition is a prophetic indicator that God is about to do something in your life. Say amen in the chat right now. Check your perspective. When you face trouble, how do you respond? Oh God, why are you doing? No! When trouble hits, an empty space is created. When trouble hits, you should get excited because wherever there's space, God desires to fill it. Amen? This is why Next Level Church will keep on expanding. Prior to COVID, we were just in person. And then after COVID hit from March 2020, we were online. We are online. And soon we're going to reopen. And then we will be online and in person. And when our in-person gets full, we're going to start another in-person experience. And then a couple of online uh, on, uh, services throughout Sunday and, and uh, multiple campuses. We have big dreams. Oh, Pastor Deshaun, we are satisfied the way things are. 
Okay, but if you don't create space, if you don't create capacity, you'll have a capacity crisis. You'll limit the greater things God wants to do in and through you. Limited capacity is the problem of most Christians is that they've gotten a wrong perspective because they are mad at God because there's space and they haven't understood that God is trying to do something in the midst of their emptiness. That God is trying to work out a miracle in the place of space. Look at it this way. Emptiness equals opportunity. Check this. This woman's capacity was created by her conflict. What are you going through right now? Whatever difficulty you're going through, whatever pain you're facing, whatever loss you experience, whatever disappointment, whatever storm you're in, whatever crisis you're facing right now, guess what? It's creating capacity for you and that capacity is making a way for God to work and to work in a miraculous way in your life. I see emptiness as a problem, but God sees emptiness as an opportunity. Verse 3, then Elisha said, go and get empty jars from all your neighbors. Don't ask for just a few. Watch this. Elisha tells her to go get some empty jars. So she does that. She then begins to pour the little bit of oil. The only thing she has, she begins to pour. She fills out the first jar, hands it over to her son, then grabs another jar, begins to fill that, and the next, and the next. And as she pours out sacrificially in faith, God starts to move miraculously. As you obey the Lord's instructions in your life, as you faithfully serve Him, as you sacrificially give to God, God will move miraculously in your life. As you trust God and walk by faith, you will never run dry. Amen? God will not put you to shame. Never ever. He will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you can't contain till you overflow. But it's limited by your capacity. God is the God of the overflow. Are you giving God allowance? Are you letting God overflow in your life? Or are you putting a cap by limiting your capacity? God is the God of the overflow. This is why we love bringing our tithes and offering, our 10% of our income, which is called tithing, and we invest it into the house of God. God is watching to see if we are a good investment. As we give 10% to God sacrificially and faithfully, and we plant that seed into our local church, we prove to God that we are trustworthy and faithful and wise. And even if you think what you have is so little, remember, it's not the amount, but the sacrifice. And He will make sure that you are taken care, that your family is taken care, that your business prospers, that your studies succeed, because He promises to destroy the devourer. If you don't give to God what is due to God, that opens up doors to the devourer. Then you have to face the devourer yourself and that's not going to go well. The Bible says, I've never seen the righteous beg for bread. Because when you surrender to Jesus, He becomes the Lord of your life. So if you live in obedience to His word, then the pressure is on Him, not you. And He will provide. The pressure is on Him to provide. Back in the day, I used to lead worship. Yeah, if you can believe it. Now I put in my application and I auditioned five times at our church, but my worship director won't put me on worship. One of my favorite songs back in the day when I used to lead worship was Me na go suffer. Do you know that one? Me na go beg no bread. For the Lord is my provider. 
Me nah go beg no bread. Two, three, four. Him mommy daddy yo. Him mommy daddy yo. Him mommy daddy yo. Jesus is my daddy yo. And then we're going to bond them, bond them, Jesus. Uh, maybe someday, maybe at the team retreat, we'll do it. Back to the story. She keeps filling the jars. Then her son says, Mom, there's no more jars to fill. They are all full. Her capacity was capped by her perspective of what she needed. When Prophet Elisha told her to get a bunch of empty jars, she started calculating in her mind, how much oil do I need to pay my debts? So she collected enough jars. She filled up those many jars. Then the oil stopped flowing. That's how much space she created. So the oil filled as much space as she created, but she stopped creating space at some point because of her perspective of what she needed was what she needed for herself. Let me ask you this. The oil was flowing. So what ran out? Space or oil? Space. If she would have had more space, would God have more oil? So she gathered enough for her home, but there was enough oil for the city. Listen, what God put in you in space is not just for you. It's for everybody that you're called to. That's why you need enough space. That's why you need enough capacity. That's why you need enough emptiness, not just for you and just your home. You need enough space for your family. Yes, that's why you need Next Level Church that has enough faith to create capacity. And when God says to begin to gather jars, you don't stop at just enough for you or your family. You recognize that you are God's vessel. You're God's weapon. You're God's ambassador. You are God's hands and feet. And you need enough capacity for the entire city check this because if you have space God will fill it God's not running out he's not limited he's the God of the ever-expanding universe he's the God of the overflow are you stopping his overflow are you capping it he's the God of power he's the God of miracles there's no shortage in heaven the only limitation is in us we cap what God wants to do. The problem when we have a need and wants and desires, if we go and get ourselves filled and fulfilled with things that are outside of God, if there's no place of need for God to intervene, then we don't need Him. And if we don't need Him, then the oil won't flow. And if we don't need Him, we won't seek Him. Therefore, we won't find Him. That's why having continuous encounters with God is so crucial. Pastor Deshaun, what do you mean by oil? It's God's miracles provision. It's God leading you in a supernatural life. It's God's divine encounters in your life. What's the oil? It's whatever you are desperate for right now. It's whatever you need right now. If the doctor says your child has to have a sudden surgery, where are you gonna run to? As a parent, you prefer to go through the pain yourself instead of your innocent, helpless child going through that operating theater. Your heart breaks and you cry out to God. Guess what? You've got a space. You've got a desperate need. You've got capacity. If you've got space, God's got oil. God will come through. He will come and save your child. You've got relationship problems and counseling and cutting it. I know it's tough, but now you've got space. And if you need a desperate miracle, God's got oil. He's got a miracle with your name on it, but you got to create the space. God is not feeling insecure about your problem or your capacity. All this time, you didn't think of it as capacity, but you saw it as emptiness and a problem. God is not intimidated by how desperate your situation looks. Listen, everyone has difficulties. Everyone has a lack. 
We see our situation and we feel disqualified. We feel hopeless. But God sees our exact situations as opportunities for Him to come through because He sees them as capacity. Reality check. Your Christian life is not about you. It's about what God wants to do through you. That's why you got to get freed. That's why it's so important that you be an active member of this church. Don't just sit there, watch the online service, eating popcorn week after week. Connect with us. We promise we don't bite. Join us for our Zoom hangout right after this experience. Join our weekly connect group. Uh, we have prayer every Thursday. You can't do this life alone. You need a church community. That's where you'll be discipled to become more like Christ. We'd be honored if you chose Next Level Church to be a home church. Wherever you live in the world, doesn't matter. Not just for you to become better, but because God wants to reach others through you. And if you're not healthy and healed, you're not going to be able to reach others. You're not going to be able to reach others effectively. You don't have to be perfect, but you got to be progressing Christian. Being transformed in the likeness of Jesus every day. Which means you got to get free from your past. Everybody's got a past, alright? I got to get free from the foolishness that bound me. And now my life is a testimony of what God can do through a surrendered vessel. Yeah, I was once lost, but Jesus found me. Now my life is a testimony. I had a radical encounter with Jesus. And that's what our hope is for you through the series, that you would have an encounter with Jesus, not just in your soul, but in your life, that you will experience His miraculous power as you surrender the little bit that you have and trust Him to do the impossible for you. Hey, you got some scars and wounds? Good. Now you can relate to someone else's pain. You got a past? You thought your past was too sinful that you couldn't be used in, in the church? No. Now only you can be used because you can relate with people. What the enemy meant for evil. The enemy tried to take me out at least a dozen times. But my God is so great. He is so mighty. He's so strong that there's nothing my God cannot do for me and for you. He preserved my life and He preserved your life for such a time as this. Not just to save you, but to save a nation through you. God turned it around for not only my good, but for the good of others. Your life is not only for you. God is always working to turn it all around for good. You are a catalyst for this city. You are a catalyst for this nation, for this world. All that you've been through has created capacity in you. Yeah, why don't you take 10 seconds right now and give God some praise for what you've been through. Thank God for never giving up on you. God is going to use what you've been through to bring hope and healing to the people that God is taking you to. Your perspective caps your capacity. Get a perspective beyond yourself. You need more than just enough for you. If the widow would have had more containers, the oil would have kept flowing. Don't get comfortable about your progress. Don't get stagnant staring at your past accomplishments or your past failures. Take risks for God. Stretch your faith. Have quick faith. Have that grit. God said it, I'm going to do it. No matter who walks away from you or not. Simple, quick obedience. That's a surrendered life. God didn't call you to settle. The kingdom of God is advancing. We got to keep encountering God so that we stay focused on what He is doing. He loves the church. He loves building the church. I want to build what He loves. And He loves the church. I'm going to build the church. In order to do that, we have to continue making space for God. 
That's why we need to be comfortable being uncomfortable. We need to be okay operating our lives and operating our church outside of our comfort zones. The discomfort is most likely creating capacity. And if you create capacity, then the oil of God will begin to flow. This widow probably feels disqualified to be used by God. I wonder how many of you watching right now feel that, that you're disqualified. When the widow went to Elijah the prophet, he asked her, what do you have in your house? Check this. The prophet didn't give her anything, but he showed her something. He showed her something that was already in her. Pastor Michala, and my job is to show you something that you already have. It's to make you realize that thing you've been undervaluing all these years is actually what God wants to use through you. He asks her, what do you have in your house? She says, nothing at all. That's why I'm here to you, talking to you prophet. I ain't got anything except for that small jar of oil. He stops her right there. What did you say? Except that small jar of oil. All God needs to impact the world is an except. All God wants to do to impact this world is use your except. What's that thing that you feel so small about, so limited about? God wants to use that very same thing to make an impact for you and through you. All God needs to impact your world is an except. You thought you had to go to Bible college and be on the worship team and do Bible studies. You thought you had to have it all figured out together and have all these skills and perfect pass. No, all you have to do is to have an accept. What is that supposed to mean? It means when I ask you what you got in your house and you say, I got nothing, Pastor Deshaun, except mm, I'm good with kids. Okay, stop. What's your except? Um, I'm good at greeting people. Okay. You got to stop trying to do stuff that that's outside of what God called you to do. This is why we get into competition and comparing and like, oh, I want to do that like that person. And I want to do, and then we get into all mixed up and God is saying, what is it that you have in your house? Because he's already placed it in you. You just minimized it. Maybe because of low self-esteem or maybe somebody criticized you or maybe you went through something in your childhood and now you feel like you cannot be used. Maybe you got insecurities and you have to recognize what is your except. What's in your house? Well, I don't have anything. How can God use me? All I have is a broken past, except I'm still alive and I got some stories of God's goodness. Okay, so you survived and you made it through the pain. That except is all God needs to impact this world. What you got? Nothing, pastor, except Whatever that except is, it's enough to change your city. Your except is enough to change your marriage. Your except is enough to change your family. Nothing else, nothing outside of you, nothing you have to get to. Only the thing that God has already placed within you. What is your except? For so many years, she didn't recognize this except. But through the crisis she's facing right now, the prophet helped her to identify that the crisis created capacity and the capacity unlocked the commodity and the commodity was the thing that she already had in her house all along, all these years. Let me tell you, what God is going to use is already in you. Say amen. What God is about to do in you is not something you have to get outside of you. It's in you. You just got to unlock it in Jesus' name. I believe God wants to unlock something that's on the inside of you. He wants you to have a fresh encounter with Him. Not just for your soul, but for your eyes to see His miracle when you give Him your accept. So that you can go beyond the surface level of Christianity that 
that, that looks to culture and other stuff to try to give us meaning. God has already placed greatness inside of you. He's already given you exactly every single thing that you need at this point in history of the world so that you don't waste your time looking for other things or despising small beginnings. You have what it takes. Tell your neighbor, you got what it takes. You are not disqualified. You are not rejected. God sees you. God called you. God appointed you. God has chosen you. Amen. A small jar of oil to cause a great impact. What is your accept? Maybe all these years you didn't value what God gave you. But from today on, you start valuing yourself. You start forgiving yourself. You are here to build God's kingdom and God's kingdom is moving forward. You are here to build Jesus' kingdom by building your home church. You got important kingdom work to do. Maybe the traumatic things that you've been through, you've recovered externally, but the damage is done internally and you hide and you hurt in secret. Maybe that's why you make excuses not to do things for God. Your childhood insecurities are still following you. The problem's gone externally, but the damage is done internally. Is that you? You've been telling God, Lord, I'll do anything for you, except I grew up in church and I'd say to God, God, whatever you need, I'll do it. I'm your man. You need someone for Sunday school? I'll do it. God, you want me to start and run a youth group and mentor youth at church? Okay, I'll do it. But I've never had a mentor or I've never been in a youth group. But you want me to? Okay, I got this. I'll figure it out. I'll do it for you, God. God, you want me to do all the tech stuff at church? Okay, sure, I'll do it. I'll do everything for you, God. Except, Lord, don't, please, don't put me on stage. Don't, don't give me any, any titles. I'm happy to serve behind the scenes. You know, God has a sense of humor. God said, okay, sure. I won't make you an elder. I won't do it. I'm like, Phew, thank you, Lord. God, whatever else you need, I'll do it. The only other thing I can't really do is uh, um, accept. God's like, hmm? You have an accept? What's your accept, son? I said, well, God, I'll do anything but accept becoming a pastor. What's the thing you said you couldn't do because you couldn't value yourself enough? What's the thing you said? I'll do anything for you, Lord, except that. Because the reason we usually say accept is not because we don't want to do it. It's because we are afraid of doing it. We're afraid of messing it up. I'll do anything except lead a small group. How many of you have said that? I, I, it's not because you don't want to do it. It's because you're afraid that you're not gonna do it well. Well, listen, God doesn't need gifted, polished, perfect people. He needs trustworthy, obedient, surrendered people. People with a yes in their hearts to take on whatever God asks you to do. My answer is yes, Lord. God, I don't see anything in this house. I don't see anything of value. I don't see anything of worth in this house. I just got this, God. This is all I got, Lord. And God says, that's all I need. Now, wherever you create space, I'm going to miraculously, supernaturally pour out through you. What I have is this small oil, Lord, this small container. It's insignificant to the human eye, but to God, he's not looking for us to show up with our human skills and confidence in ourselves and, 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 and worthy of the No, man. God is looking for people with scars and wounds and with a yes in their spirit and passion in their heart. And all he wants us to do is pour out that little jar of oil in faith that he's already given you. As long as she was pouring the oil, the oil kept pouring out. Don't be a stuffy Christian. Don't be stuck up. Because when you become a stuffy, prideful Christian, you stop pouring, then you start blaming the church, you start blaming the pastors for the oil not flowing, but the oil is not flowing 
that's nobody's fault except yours. If you'd begin to pour it out, God would begin to let it flow. If you'd make space, God would release the oil. God releasing his supernatural power is on us. It's not somebody else's problem. It's my problem. And if I would begin to take risk of faith, if I would step out in faith, if I would take risk and trust God, the accept that I have, God will take my small jar of oil and he will use it to fill large jars that need what I have. Your family needs you. Your church needs you. Your city needs you. We need you to be free. We need you to be on fire. We need you to be blessed. We need you at next level. We need you to be prophetic. We need you to be full of the Holy Spirit. And you get it by trusting God and pouring out. Find a place to serve in your church. Don't just sit around eating popcorn. Find a place to pour out. Find someone to encourage. Find someone to strengthen. Find someone to comfort. Stop disqualifying yourself. Let God bring the overflow through you to turn this world upside down for Jesus. God is releasing boldness and he wants to use the small thing you have to do the big thing God's called you to do. Right now, God is delivering you out of immobile thinking. God is delivering you out of immobile faith that says, I'm waiting on God to give me something. You have something. It's your yes. It's your obedience. It's your quick faith. If today you're ready to give God your everything, I'm ready to give him my yes. I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. I believe this month and this year is going to be a breakthrough year. It's going to be a time of miracles, a time of increase. Get ready for what God is getting ready to do. A fresh encounter in the supernatural. Open your hands and let's pray right now. I want you to open your mouth too and say, God, use me. You don't need no fancy prayers. Just sincerely cry to God and say, God, use me. I say yes to you, God. That little bit of oil, Lord, I'm going to pour it out in faith and expect a breakthrough miracle in my life and expect a, an encounter because Lord, when your story meets my story, we're unstoppable. It's miraculous. So God, use me. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me pray for you right now. Lord, I pray that a breakthrough spirit would come on every person right now. Everyone saying yes. Lord, that you'd begin to use their accept to change their world to change their reality, to help them step into the miraculous providence that you have. Release your breakthrough miracles into their lives now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Don't limit what God wants to do in your life. Maybe it's a little bit. But trust the guidance of God, the leading of the Holy Spirit, and start pouring it out. In whatever shape, form that God is asking you to do that, take a step of faith. And do it for the kingdom of God. Because he loves you. And he has a purpose and a plan for you. If all this church thing and Jesus thing is all new to you. And you feel far away from God. Well I want to give you an invitation to welcome Jesus into your heart. You will see in the chat if you're watching a Sunday morning. A button pop up that says raise a hand. If you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life. On three I want you to click that button. Jesus died for you. He shed his blood so that you can be forgiven, so that you can be in right standing with God. 
and your past doesn't have to limit your future. And you don't have to live a life afraid of your future. You don't have to live a life afraid of dying because Jesus paid the price and he has forgiven you. And if you want to have a relationship with Jesus, on the count of three, I want you to put your hand up. The Bible says that if we would confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord and that Father God raised him from the dead, that we shall be saved. And today is your day of salvation. So on the count of three, I want you to click that button to welcome Jesus into your heart. One, two, three. Click that button right now. Yes, yes. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Repeat after me right now to welcome Jesus as your personal savior. Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I believe you are God, that you died for my sins. Cleanse me. I am yours. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Man, that's the best decision you could ever make. Now, don't just stop there. Get connected to our church. And we would love to help you and uh, resource you. And more than that, in a few minutes, right after this online experience is done, we are going to have a, a Zoom hangout. So come on over, meet the team and meet us. And if you have any questions, um, we would love to meet with you and chat with you. Until next time, don't underestimate the greatness that God has placed in you. It may look small to the natural eye, but you're a mighty man of God. You're a mighty woman of God. And God wants to do miracles through you. Even through that except, God wants to do something miraculous. So give it all to Him and say yes from your heart this week. Step out in faith, quick faith, obey Christ, and I will see you next week. God bless you.